Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Hot Pants Thorne. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Those aren't hot pants. So well, this causes a lot of confusion. Temperature-wise, not because I'm, I, I must say, usually I'm physically attracted to you. Yeah. Not in those pants, though. Really? No. These uh, are really dampening your attraction Yeah, to sorry. So, I mean, I would say that they're the opposite of hot pants, unless they're making you warm temperature-wise. Yeah, that's the exact issue. Oh, These are I not see. short shorts. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, when we want to talk about who likes short shorts, I like short shorts. Sure. That's a song, I think. <laughs> yeah. Song. Uh, these are, these are a, a heavy woolen pant that I put on this mm-hmm. morning because I was leaving the house at like 6 a.m. in the rain mm-hmm. uh, to go to the flea market. Right. Um, they served their purpose well at the flea market, but then instead of changing pants mm-hmm. midday, uh, I took a nap while watching the football game. In the, wheel, in the wool pants. And the wool pants stayed, and I was unable to change the wool pants. And we're going to be in this studio. My legs are going to be getting hotter and hotter. Well, hey, we don't, it doesn't have to be like that. Brian, get, get some scissors. Let's make those into wool shorts. <laughs> yes. Wool shorts. Wool shorts. <laughs> wool shorts. Yes, wool we'll puzzle master wool shorts. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? Oh, good. Just saying stuff that sounds like other stuff. <laughs> Having some herbal tea. Having it a looks little like. herbal tea. Oh, uh, I had an herbal tea character for a while, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did. Okay, I think. Let me see if I can remember what this herbal tea character sounds like. I hope you can, because I can't. Okay, hold on. Here, I, I think. Sip I, the tea. That'll think, help jog I your think, memory. I think. I think he's coming back. Like I think Bruce Smatterline. I think I can. I can see him waving at me. Uh huh. Mm. I'm just so proud of my son. There he is. There he is. He's proud of his He's son. Proud huh? of his son. What can I? His, can mm, I ask? Well, my son had a rough couple of years. Yeah. But he's really getting it together. Wow. Hold on. He's taking a correspondence course. Oh. There he is. There's my famous character. Wow. Herbal tea, calm man. Those credits are transferable. Calm man. Herbal. Herbal, his whole full name is Herbal T. Kalmaman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if any time you want to talk to Herbal, uh-huh. just ask me if Herbal is here. Yeah. And then I'll see if I can find him in this crazy little apartment building we call a brain of mine. Oh. It's full of characters. Is it really? No, just the one. Okay. Oh, and Bronx guy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, guy. those two. Those those two live in an apartment building together. Uh, Jordan, it's a holiday season. Should we introduce our holiday guests on the program? Yes, I would love to. I think you could argue that these are holiday pants. Could and what instead of hot pants? What? How would you make that argument? Well, they're brown. The color, well, the cover, color of the Yule tide. They're a, they're a mossy green. Oh, okay. With a red overcheck. Red and green, of course, are the colors of the season. There you go. Well, I'm these sorry. are exactly the pants they you would want. They look brown from where I'm sitting. You know, I initially bought these uh, because they were a required uniform for my wassailing team. Oh yeah, but you yeah. Get, what happened to the wassailing team? Oh, uh, we went a wassailing, but a few didn't come back, and we decided to disband. Oh no! Yeah, they died while wassailing. It's a dangerous game. Yeah, 
Not the most dangerous game that's Hunting Man. <laughs> that's Hunting Man for sport, of course. We all know the second most dangerous game. Is going a-wassling. Uh, hey, our holiday-themed guests. Yes, they're here Very in... Very special. They're here in the great city of Los Angeles uh, because, well, one of them lives here. Uh, the, the other one is performing with the first one in a holiday spectacular, a nationally touring holiday spectacular. They're the hosts of The Art of Process here on MaximumFun.org. They are Amy Mann... And Ted Leo. Hi, Amy and Ted. Hello. Hello. I have so many comments. Oh, gosh. Let's, I know. Uh, yeah, well, Amy, you first. What are your comments? Well, first, the Christmas show is not nationally touring. It's only at uh, the Largo. It has been in the past. In the past, and it, it may has. Yet this year, again. no. We couldn't get it together for the company. It may rise company. like the other Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus the Rose. Other Je- the other Jesus. Maybe you could do an Easter well, this tour. Is, this is what, yeah, the show's called The Other Jesus. <laughs> The other thing is, can't get enough of pants talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's agree. discuss these pants. Yeah. Um, let's discuss would, the pants. I would say this color is kind of a loden. Oh, yeah. Because mm. it's got that tweedy check. Not really check, but... Is there a slight right? herringbone going on Yeah, in there? it's a slight herringbone. There is herringbone. a herringbone in there, yeah. A subtle herringbone? There's a subtle herringbone. Now, my husband and I have been watching a television show that he loves, that he's sort of foisted on me. That's called All Creatures Great yes! and Small. Yes! The greatest pants right? show of all time! It's so, the clothes are so great, and they're all of these, like, fair aisle vest, sweater vest, and Wait, are you tweed. against this? No, no, I love if it. If I was married to I someone who was making me watch All Creatures Great and Small, it's kind of I'd awesome. never leave the house again. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. It's like, but it is such a, like, a BBC show with uh, from the 70s a lot shot of, on videotape I was going to say a lot of awkward transitions yeah. between mm-hmm. film and film video. outside film and outdoors yeah. 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 on film yeah. and the yeah. indoors yeah. on video and it's about a veterinarian's assistant not even the vet not even the main vet the main vet is Siegfried is amazing the actor is amazing He's fucking gorgeous and because it's about uh, a vet you, there are shots w- with a guy's arm just directly inside uh, uh, the uterus of a cow. And you wonder how <laughs> they mean, did that. What was going I on in they the just England yep. of the 1970s? They were just like, here's here's the deal, guy who plays James Harriet. Uh, we're going to give you a two-week veterinary course, yeah. and we're just going to send you out there to the Dales and get your arm up some cows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're Do these gonna... appear to be real cows? They're one hundred percent. There's wow. there is no budget for any kind of ledger domain. <laughs> like it is not right. a CGI cow. There's a little bit of. I mean, it's. I'm so th- I'm so thrilled to go back to the days of practical cows, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. CGI. Exactly. It just looks so <laughs> fake. You can I mean, CGI didn't exist. I think the best they could have done would have been that that kind of. Uh, not claim, not claymation, but that kind of like Sinbad and the you know. Oh right, uh, like a stop motion. The old yes, kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Kind of a Ray Harryhausen yeah, cow. Yes, exactly. They actually cutting back and forth between you know an actual veterinarian's uh, doing a, some kind of round, but right, no, right. but you know it's like no, that's the actual right, actor. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, yeah, because maybe why is like, this a two shot? <laughs> why is why not just shoot a close up? Why why yeah. do you need to have the cow and the actor in the shot with yeah. the arm up the cow? It's incredible, and the. Uh, uh, the uh, hygiene is really rudimentary. <laughs> Give me a bucket and yeah. a bar of soap. In <laughs> both the okay. books, I also like to read the, the books. The books were great, yeah. Um, in both the television show and the books, the, like one of the main things is can you go get me a bucket? It's all yes. get, just yes. get me a bucket. Go yeah. get me a Like he just shows I up. I just need a bucket. Shows up on a farm. 
The farmer says, hey there, Ariet. And then he she's, says, she's my favorite cow. I hear yeah, a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Go. She's a good milker. And James Harriet says, can you bring me a bucket? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll need a bucket. He could That's... travel with a bucket. He travels with a lot I mean, of stuff. He, it's not out of the question to assume a farm is going to have a bucket. Yeah. But also, your point you, is taken. You put one, you'd use your, your own bucket for one thing. It might not be hygienic to use it for another thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Sure. Point. Maybe it's an apple that's bucket. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> maybe it's a bucket for a child. They don't a seem child to bucket. care. Child bathing bucket. Yeah, yeah child bathing ba- bucket. Baby bathing bucket. <laughs> yeah. A BBB. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I love a nice big bad BBB. Big bad BBB. British, British baby baby. British, British baby bathing bucket. British baby baby bathing bucket. British baby bathing bucket. Oh, now we're warmed up. We can start the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy that you watched that television show, Amy. This is one I have the DVD box set. Not to brag. Mm. Um, no, I'm sorry to wow. interrupt. Did you get that from the Signals catalog? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Along with my cassette tapes of. Uh, uh, of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> radio show. Not springing for the Blu-rays on those? I think no. you really want to see those video segments in <laughs> ultra clear. In all, their, in all their gorgeous graininess. I think so, yeah. I like – something I like about uh, that television show is uh, they're all very good-looking and shot very unflatteringly mm. and have yes. very British teeth. Yes. That's so right. it is like like I kind of have a crush on the woman who plays James Harriet's wife on the show. Haven't even gotten to his getting she married. She hasn't even gotten married yet. Yeah. Well, you're gonna oh, love boy. She's a, hey, she's spoiler, a real man. ray Come of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> she's a real ray of sunshine. But uh I, I think she's I think she's very beautiful, very charming. And um, what's interesting about it is that she's so often shot in unflattering light. Uh, that, <laughs> the lighting is terrible. Like yeah. all of them, it's all terrible. of them, it's just it's just a a weird pasty wash across the yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. And unflattering uh, shadows. I like yeah. it because it makes me feel like I could work in television. <laughs> uh huh. Basically. Yeah. Well, you got the pants for it. Yeah, oh, I'm ready, Hollywood. Yeah, put that on your put that on your audition seat. Brings own pants. Uh, so you guys are uh, you guys have a holiday show that is uh, that as of that that is that you've you've done you've done this holiday mm. show before. Yes. Uh, how, what are what are both of your relationships to the the holiday season? What are the the Leo and Man holiday traditions? Ooh. Well, Are you Christmas celebrators? We can start there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christmas celebrators, I, you know, mostly I can't get it together and then the holiday's over. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm up for it. I like, I like a tree and decorations. We're not, we're just bad. We're bad at it. And all, and like also, I think all of my holiday spirit goes into getting this show together. Mm. Um, Which is good. It gives, you know, yeah. it's a way to actually do something. Um, that you you are forced to do because people have bought tickets to come. Are you guys yeah, better? So, yes, yeah, like, so I better fucking yeah. dredge up some yeah. Yeah. Christmas cheer. Yeah, exactly. So one way or the other, we'll be singing Christmas songs yeah. and looking at someone in a Santa suit. Right. You know. <laughs> but I I think that we both. I mean, when we started doing this together, again, I think it's it was partly because we both had bonded on the fact that I, we both do like. The, like we like the Dickensian Christmas, you know, vibe. Right. We you, like the Higa. You like a yeah. You, know, you like a stocking filled with oranges. Yes. yes. Stocking filled with oranges, <laughs> yes. some some holly, and mm-hmm. some you know, 
spite, like you know, mold. Yeah, the something, day. something oh, mold. Can I yeah. can I can I back up to Higa for a second? Yeah, sure. That is yeah. something I've been I've been seeing people chatting about online. Uh-huh. I. I don't think I have a clear definition of it. Is it's, it something you can define it's for the, me? It's I think it's a Danish word, but mm. it's that kind of Scandinavian cozy, like you know, snuggling by the fire with hot, stylish but hot cozy. Cocoa okay, kind of thing. The, the outs the outside world is hostile to the point of mortal danger. Right. Okay. Well, uh, true because enough. of true the enough. weather, yeah. uh, and then but inside the the fire's crackling. Mm-hmm. Your furniture has clean lines, mm-hmm. <laughs> and your lap blanket and your stocking is full could of be oranges. A chunky knit throw. Yeah, a chunky knit throw. Probably your sandwich is open faced mm-hmm. and creative. Okay. Something melted on them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I this think just sounds good. Thank you. Uh, I still don't understand. <laughs> uh, no, I do. Uh, so yeah, so 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 you like both like. How do you both feel about Christmas music? I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, so I got into this because um, my manager, I think it was like t- 2009 or maybe, no, not a, a longer. A than that, tw- I think. 2005, I can't remember. Yeah, maybe. A long time yeah. ago. My manager said, uh, suggested I make a Christmas record, which I thought was a ridiculous idea. And then I started thinking about like, uh, well, if I did, you know, your mind just immediately goes like, puts you know what would that look like and then i realized that there are songs there are christmas songs that i do really like and that there's kind of like this quiet almost spookiness about christmas that i really like and so i started thinking about it in earnest and ended up and did end up making a christmas record now having said that i think he was thinking you're too depressing. Make a Christmas record to show people that you have a cheerful side, which is like I don't know who you think you're dealing right. with. Like so, so of course Off my brand. Christmas record was like it's very it's very moody. On brand. Yeah, it was completely on brand. Yeah. And and then he also suggested a Christmas show, which I like. Once again, I've you know ruined the concept of a Christmas show. Like I don't know. I mean it's reasonably cheerful. Like I mean, it's, not, got the it's not uncheerful. Yeah, no, it's 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 There's the some show costumes. is fun. I mean we've we've written Christmas it's actually songs a lot together. Of stuff. We've written Christmas songs together that are they're kind down. Of, kind of downers. Yeah they're more yeah they're more yeah. <laughs> But that's that's real too. I mean, you know, part of the um part of the holiday for a lot of people, if not everybody, is uh you know reflecting on loss. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas. Another year wasted. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So that's what we channel sometimes. (laughs) Why do we work in entertainment? Et cetera, et cetera. Why not add something to the world? Sure. Should I just be playing video games on Twitch? (laughs) This is maybe me personally. Me personally, what I'm wondering. So you can apply your own whatever to that. Do you two have – because I have – and I'm going to hold it back for right now – I have a strong preferred number one Christmas music recording. Oh, okay. Uh, but do the two of you have particular favorite Christmas songs, not to sing, but to hear in the drugstore or to put on at the, at the in the stereo at home? And I'll I'll actually add to this because I I don't I have a couple Christmas songs that I, I like. I thought you were going to break into song just then. The way that you went, <laughs> because uh, I I <laughs> don't. Have any strong feelings about this topic? Uh, no, I actually have a, a Christmas song that I loathe. Okay, uh, and I have, so if you, I don't know if you have faves and and non faves, yeah. but um, I would love to hear about either of them. Uh, 
favorite record, which is, the, I, I must have just heard it a million times when I was a kid. So to me, it is the Christmas record is uh, Johnny Mathis, Christmas. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a great um, choice. And I, that just got lodged in, and I can listen to that over and over and over. I feel like Christmas, a Christmas crooner, mm-hmm. uh, a Johnny Mathis, a Bing Crosby, a Nat King Cole. Dean mm-hmm. Martin. Uh, it is really the peak of that kind of music for me. Like, yes, agree. I am always happy to hear a straight-ahead 1950 recording of one of those people singing a regular Christmas song, other than like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. Like children's novelty songs I'm not nuts about. Yeah. But, you know, just a a real straight-ahead Christmas song. Those those things, yes. Have Nat King Cole sing it, I'm thrilled. Have Johnny Mathis sing it, I'm thrilled. The Christmas song written by the Jewish man. Yes. Right? Yes. That's... Those are, the those, one, those are the yeah. ones. Yeah. Silver bells, etc. Uh, yeah, I, chest, chestnuts roasting. That's yeah. the that's the top. I also really like in that in that genre. I like the dips into the the hymnal. You know, like I mm-hmm. I really respond to Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a really beautiful song when yeah. done when done well by some crooner. Uh, you know yeah. of the era. Um, I have some non-traditional faves that we have actually gotten into arguments about, Amy and I. <laughs> like, I love really? the Ventures Christmas album. Oh, oh yeah, oh, sure. My. It is That is so un-Christmassy. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's so, like, let's go to the beach. How Christmassy is that? That's part of the like fun. It's a, there's a dissonance it, there. It's the gift of board shorts. <laughs> yeah. You can't have guitars in the snow? No, you can't. Oh. <laughs> they don't Surfing work. Surfing is the reason for the season. Snow on the beach doesn't make sense. <laughs> sure. It doesn't conjure beach to me. It just conjures rock and roll snow Ew, I day. hate, first of all. Rock and roll rock... sledding. Ew, <laughs> rock and roll sledding. We uh, can't, you can't make Christmas cool or I, groovy in any way. I disagree. Have, yeah. have you heard the James Brown Christmas record? Yeah, those are pretty cool. It's mm. great. Yeah. Those are great. Those are both yeah. groovy and cool. Yeah. Otis Redding has some cool Christmas songs. Fine. I, I think, like, uh, I would say I my my Christmas genre generally is I really like a, uh, like an early R&B Christmas song, like oh. a Charles Brown or an uh-huh. Amos Milburn or something mm. like that. That's like the ones where uh, I am most happy to have them in the background at any given time, even though I've heard them a thousand times, uh, like a piano blues type of Interesting. thing. Interesting. And then, but my... We need to explore that more. Yeah. My strongly number one Christmas, and my, probably my favorite Christmas album is the Jackson 5 one, although I also like the Phil Spector one, murderer though he may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I, <laughs> the murdering part kind of wrecks the Christmas. It does. Part for me. <laughs> it kind of yeah. <laughs> loses the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Although, Just, I so want... you like a, any Christmas album that's slightly problematic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That you have to do a little mental yeah. gymnastics yeah. to yeah. listen to. Profoundly problem. I had Ronnie Spector on the Sound of Young America once, and she was so fucking cool and fun. Yeah. Like she delivered on what you would like to get out of talking to Ronnie Spector so spectacularly, wow, like so 12 out of 10 that it warmed my heart permanently despite the fact that it was all arranged by an actual murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um my my favorite uh Christmas recording by a by a mile is this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. <laughs> oh. Which yeah. apparently was just Hang written by a woman who was exactly the, 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 last Christmas 
Christmas. That has that has That's my favorite like five seconds of music. I don't have a strong feeling about the rest of the song, but that should just be the end of all songs. That song was that's yeah. That song was written by a woman who was not a songwriter. And not a wow. professional musician. She was a woman who knew someone who knew Donny Hathaway. Wow. She wrote it. She was a secretary. She wrote the song. It's the only, I, I don't know, it may be even be the only published song she ever wrote, but it's certainly the wow. only hit song she ever wrote. She, like, passed it to somebody who passed it to Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway was a production and arrangement genius and singing genius mm. and made the record. And, yeah, I think it's, like, We have to do it now. Totally yeah. perfect. Yeah, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Make sure you do da na 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 That's what everybody's waiting for. Now let's talk about most hated songs. Yeah, should I tell them? Can I tell? Should I tell them? Should I give away a portion of our show by telling them about the other Christmas song? Yes, you should. I sure. I'm not sure what you're talking about. The donkey song. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Sure, I know what I I I know a donkey Christmas song that fucking sucks. Well, unless you love it, is it? And then I'm sorry, it's not Dominic the Christmas. Wait, there's another Christmas Christmas donkeys. Yeah, there's one called Dominic the Christmas Donkey that that everybody thinks I'm talking about when I talk about this. I please tell me about this second donkey song. This is just called. The donkey song. This is worth <laughs> going to the show yeah. alone to see yeah. Ted do this. I'll make this as brief as possible. No, please get yeah. into the, it. So, you know, we in my family we had one of those uh, compilation records that had all the crooners on it, and uh, it was Ed Ames who sings this, the donkey song. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, you know, I get along great with my father right now, so I'm not gonna like harp on this but um, <laughs> no a, destroy a relationship there's a history, there's a history in our I, family Ted now <laughs> Ted Leo Sr. is a big Jordan Jesse co-listener <laughs> right yeah, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me there's a, there is a history of... He actually listened to it back in college, but now he, <laughs> didn't uh, we, now he listens more of a flophouse. Didn't fan. we have a listener at a live show who had gotten in a car accident with Ted's dad? Oh, I don't know. Yes, what? Brian is nodding yes. Brian is huh. nodding less. Wow. Yes. I was like, why do I remember Ted Leo Sr.? Now, would that be relatively... Would that be... Because uh, my dad was driving my car and totaled it <laughs> in an accident. Oh, my God. About five years ago, six that years ago. That seems about right. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, we had somebody oh at the live show at Max Fun Con say that they were... Uh, yeah, it, they had gotten into an, an accident with him. Oh, wow. And uh, it was like a really... Very, very pleasant, really, really uh, pleasant experience for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think it was their fault, their this person's fault, and your dad was really nice about it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I, yeah, to, your father made a lifelong friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it was less pleasant for your car, Ted. But oh, my car's gone, so I never yeah. had a chance to ask it. So, Ted, you <laughs> yeah. you want to maintain your relationship right. with your father? However, That's you know, there, there there is a history of you know if there. If there uh, are emotions to be had in a room, he must have all of them. Oh, you know? wow. Um, you know, can be can be tough sometimes. You should go into punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but there was a point when, and in fairness to him also, uh, myself and my younger siblings uh, were often little pieces of shit. <laughs> and um, we noticed at one point that uh, when this donkey song, when the first 
notes of the oboe begin the song. Wait, it um, opens with. I think it's an oboe. It's like <laughs> the most sure. Or like an English one. Yeah, Amy, no, no, I know you think the guitar has no place in Christmas music. How do you feel about the oboe? I think it's probably the only place the oboe right. should play. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really funny because it just it reminds me of like, oh, that's why I didn't want the oboe on one of my, like a song I'm working uh, on. Oh, yeah. I was like, mm, I don't like the like the oboe just has a vibe, and I couldn't figure out why. But it's, it's I think because it's of the donkey song. Donkey hey, remember song. when we were kids? The oboes would come out after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like sure. Halloween's not even right, over right. yet. The oboes <laughs> are coming out. Yeah, I feel like the I know the three kings brought frankincense, myrrh, oboes, and bassoons. Yeah. <laughs> but still. he added a fourth king in there, Jesse. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a second donkey and there's a fourth king. Yeah. So the English horn is. We're learning a lot. Horn. What is it? What is the? What okay. is the? So okay. we would notice that when the song started, my father would quiet himself mm. and be fighting back tears unsuccessfully <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. So then naturally, when the Christmas season began, if we were ever home at the same time, it would be a race to find to, who could put that record on at the most inopportune time to make him cry. Wow. So, and, and so, yeah, so you're like, oh, like if dad is – if dad is – Yelling at us, then we can do the record, and that'll put put a stop to things. Uh, no, or more just like general uh, torture. More like what's that? Just general torture. Yeah, general torture, or you know, if he's on the phone with the bank. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, like, yeah. God, <laughs> I mean, and, I can't. Like, I got, yeah, I can't yeah. blame you. If he and my yeah. mother are making love upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall, shall I? Brief, can I briefly sing you? The yeah, because I've or, never even. Oh, it doesn't ring a bell with me. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you have to picture this, the strains of this oboe, and it goes like this. Long ago in another day, a donkey cried in his donkey way. <laughs> I'm not beautiful, I'm not beautiful, what good to anyone am I? Other animals are big and strong. Or rare, or filled with an animal song. But I'm not beautiful, I'm not beautiful. What good to anyone am I? Heaven cried. Donkey, you can carry. Will you carry merry angels for your guide? Now on Christmas morn in the stable hay, a donkey smiled in his donkey way. So deep and true. I feel beautiful. I feel beautiful. As beautiful as anyone am I. As beautiful as anyone am I. Wow. Wow. Do you think your father saw himself as a beast of burden? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Just yoked yoked to a plow. (laughs) Well, he's he's very Catholic. Okay. uh, You know, uh, and he's very damaged by that. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, I I feel like a donkey sometimes, too. Sure, we all do. I mean, there's something to identify in there. It's just the... Donkey thinks that you just fucking play video games on Twitch for a living. That that, that struck... um, you know, yeah. I usually feel like a goat, but that's because uh, I like to eat tin cans. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jordan, what uh, Christmas music do you despise? So yeah, so I also I love I'll say I do love the girl group Christmas songs. They fucking rule. Yep. Um and you know, the Mariah Carey one's great. Yep. I know it's about the most basic opinion. It's the coldest take at the coldest time of year. <laughs> Yeah, but the goddamn Mariah Carey song is fucking great. I heard it in the Mexican I restaurant I ate lunch in today, and I, don't even know I it. thought to myself, it. Yeah. "It fucking this is fucking great. It's great. No wonder everybody likes this. It's fucking great." Yeah, and yeah, and that's the one. Like, just keep just keep it going. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the mall, I I would love to hear it three times. Yeah, I will hear this three times in the mall. Uh, the but the one that that really just feels to me, it makes me feel. Like I have parasites under my skin mm. that are now trying to get out, claw their way out of my body, mm-hmm. and it's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, beep, a lot beep, of people. Boop, beep, boop, mm-hmm. beep, beep, boop, boop. Bugs are clawing their way out. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. They laid some eggs in your brain. That's that song to me, and. I actually like that song. I'll, wow. l- please yeah, I let me. Like, why? What yeah. am I? What's my glitch? Why can't I enjoy it? I mean, I understand why you hate it. We actually yeah. used this in one of our Christmas shows as a as a denouement. It was a a, a murder mystery. Santa had been killed backstage. Yeah, <laughs> was obviously what thus one of our guests. We were interrogating right. one of our guests by using this song. As a torture device to get him to confess. Yeah. Is it a, a is it a situation. is that a cold is it a cold take that that's a bad song? I think so, people? but I could not agree with you more. <laughs> I also feel like what's the Star Trek movie where I think it's Bones has something crawling under his chest and then it bursts out and it's that song. That's that's a, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what. Scoo-doo-doo. Blurp, 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 blurp. It's also the production's blurp, blurp, blurp. Yes, I it's think like that's it. Blurpy yeah. production. I think it's the blurpy afterthoughty. Yeah, it's a, that's yeah. exactly it. It's how blurpy it is. Yeah. It's a it's stupid song, <laughs> but I don't think that's the problem with it. Most Paul McCartney songs are stupid. <laughs> uh, He's a melodic I'm, genius. You're going to hear this no. door slamming. He's <laughs> a melodic genius. I'll, I'll grant him that. But you know, the, there's a high dumb dumbness quality. Yeah, he, know, he knows what yeah. he's doing. But it, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. No, I, I agree. It's the it's the appropriate type of dumbness for a nice song with a beautiful melody. Um, but I think that that dumbness in that song, which I think is generally perfectly appropriate for a Christmas song, because mostly all you want a Christmas song to be is it's Christmas time. It's cold right now. We're getting presents round a fire yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's plenty That's of content for right. a Christmas song. Right. Um, or, you know, maybe like uh, it's, it's Christmas time. The family's here. You know, the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but Your donkey wants to die. <laughs> yes, sure. A Christmas, you know, Christmas song. But I think that the plonkety plonkety part of it just curdles with it combines with the dumbness like milk and lemon juice mm-hmm. yep. to curdle into this disgusting lumpy <laughs> mug of nightmare. I do understand why people I understand. why people feel that yeah. way about it. I, I, I don't begrudge anyone their their yeah. dislike but what of if, that song. I, I would love to hear the positive because I want this is something that I don't I it, it's it it's is my right. This is my cart that I am yoked well, to. Yeah, is, you don't because the song because the song is all over the place. I feel like yeah. I 
I went outdoors two times this weekend, and I've heard it five times. Wow! So <laughs> yeah, really for me, for me, I should mention I work at Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like I like the blorp, what we're calling you the like the blorps. Of it. I, it's weird. Like I like the weirdness. Yeah, of it. I like sure. the weird. You know, this sparse is the man production. who likes the Ventures Christmas. That's true. <laughs> um, and beyond that, like I. I think it's just a fine, simple melody. I think one problem that I do have with it, and, and I wonder how much this factors into everybody else's dislike of it, is the word wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's tough in any song. Mm. Wonderful Christmas time? It's, wonderful. I, that's interesting. Sure. It's, a little, like, it's a little I generic. I mean, fine. I think you could, you know. Sure. I feel like. I mean, Christmas time. He's I mean, he's not a, really saying much, but sure. he's having a good time. Good for yeah. him. I yeah. feel like he's putting a lot of, if I can put on my Broadway lyricist hat, mm-hmm. as the probably the most gifted lyricist yes. in this room. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, I, I feel oh, like. Oh, sorry. Bernie Toppin's actually behind <laughs> 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 Second. Second. Uh, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? Um, That's a classic gag. I think the. There Love is a lot of something that I, makes me uncomfortable with that song is uh, there's really a lot of emphasis on the song on the extended having. Have, they add a syllable to it. Having. Like well, having is a is yeah. zero word. Yeah. It adds yeah. nothing to the song. That doesn't bother me. It's a, it's I'd a rather he goes, a... simply, simply, simply Christmas time. Isn't I would it weird? rather he did that. Isn't it weird how we all have a different thing that bugs us about yeah. this? Like it's, but yeah, I mean, I wonder, I think I, the co- lyrical content of the song, the same melody, but if it just had some nice bassoons behind yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Instead yeah. of. I love a Christmas bassoon. Instead yep. of like a, Christmas a bassoon. wet Atari. The you orchestra's yeah. fruitcake. That's <laughs> what I call the bassoon. <laughs> Wet Atari. Wet cocaine Atari. A wet cocaine Atari, yes. Are there now you can't play Missile Command. Are there other... Because you dropped this in the bath. Bugs in your eyes. Are there other songs uh, for the holidays that you can't deal with, Jordan? Or is it just that simply happening? Yeah, I mean, Christmas I'm I'm pretty pretty neutral on Christmas music. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a couple bangers that I always love, but that's the only one that... that that sticks in my craw in any significant way. I think the, the Rudolph and the Frosty, which yes. always like cross contaminate each other in my head. Mm. You know, so I always start they... singing the Frosty bridge to the Rudolph song. I'm just gonna say that. And but they're b- both wildly annoying. Yeah. I think so. They're so dumb and basic. What and I want to know about crazy. them is why are they on an adult musician's Christmas album for adults? Like, I don't think either of them is worse than any other song you sing at a holiday assembly. You know what I mean? Like, if I was a an 11-year-old, or when, when my, my my oldest is eight, if at her school they all got together and sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I would not be mad at Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It would be fine. And I wouldn't necessarily beg for them to be singing Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, Right. It's fine for a song for children to sing amongst themselves yeah. or even in children's performances. But why is, like, Frank Sinatra singing it? That's what I want to know. Well, he's just got to churn out the material. That's yeah. probably his third Christmas album. Yeah, and they're like, year. oh, what do we get? We got nothing. What do yeah. we got? Like, ah, oh, do Jingle Bells. It's and, either uh, this or King Winslow Sloss. I hated the car- like the cartoon Oh, the Rankin Bass. Oh, yeah, sure. That, that was, was upsetting just, to me. It was because, upsetting to yeah, my eye. It was, yeah. it was really sad. Like it's it's upsettingly sad. He's alive. Yeah. And Frosty. And then he has to 
Frosty? It's not. Yeah, Frosty. Then he has to go. I don't know if I ever saw Frosty. Tell us the story of Frosty. Well, really you, you know, eventually he, melt, he has to melt. Like, he has, they have to right. take the hat off him. He's alive. They have adventures. They get close. And then they, they know that and they know the he's hat gonna can't die. stay on yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. That's, the that's a nice is, lesson the there. The hat is keeping him cold. It's like, yeah, that's what the movie Frozen is about. Yeah. Oh. I, didn't, I haven't seen it. It's about how Josh Gad is going to melt and die. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a break. <laughs> we have two We have two holiday experts here, so we're yeah. going to solve some holiday problems. Yeah. Our, uh, our listeners have come through with a bunch of uh, holiday-themed conundrums, and, um, and Ted and Amy, you're going to help them out, and uh, we'll be here not helping. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Street. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, we're hitting the road. We're headed to San Francisco Sketch Fest 2020 in January, Wednesday, January 15th, 8 p.m., the Punchline Comedy Club. We have set up. A murderer's row of guests for this fucking show. Yes. Uh, back by popular demand. Uh, he guested on our last Sketchfest show and was a gosh darn delight. His entire house is made out of Emmys. <laughs> Mr. Tony Emmy House Hale uh, will be our guest. Of course, you know him from Veep. You know him from Arrested Development. You know him from all cartoon voices. You know him from those uh, Volkswagen Mr. Roboto commercials from the late 90s? Yeah, I mean, it's maybe not the credit I think he'd want you to highlight. But I think that's what most people know him from. It's Forky now. From the Mr. God, Forky, Forky fucking. Forky. Did you see that Toy Story 4? Yeah, it's great. Fucking Forky is so Forky's awesome. great. You know who I fucking love? Forky. I'm going to say two two things I love. What? Forky mm-hmm. and that fucking uh, snowman from Frozen, Josh Gad. In Frozen. Okay, I fucking love both of those things. They both really make me Great. laugh. I can't speak fucking to the snowman, but if he's Forky half as good as snowman. Forky, he's pretty good. Yeah, he, I say he's three quarters as good as Forky. But it's not just Tony Hale. Nope, Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment is going to be there. Yes, that's our friend who grew up in a cult. <laughs> yeah. Will he talk about it on stage or will we just goof around? Our friend Max from our college improv group also grew up in a cult, but it was like a friendly, it was more like a communal, communal commune. Yeah, he, all, he considered all the adults to be his parents. Yeah. In the place where he grew up. Hope hope Max is doing okay. <laughs> I, think I want the best he was for Max. Doing good last I saw him. That's He's great. a really good guy, yeah, Max. Max is awesome. Uh, and uh, my buddy Pete Fields is going to sing some uh, country songs. Uh, Bay Area people might know him from the band Slow Motion Cowboy and Trainwreck Riders. Going to be a new Trainwreck Riders album coming out. Uh, Pete sang some uh, country songs on the Judge John Hodgman show right here in Los Angeles. Yeah. A uh, wonderful singer-songwriter. This is going to be an awesome show. We always love uh, San Francisco Sketchfest. Uh, sfsketchfest.com. Uh, I am also going to be a guest on the Talking Simpsons podcast the night before. Uh, that's Tuesday, January 14th, 8 p.m. at the Piano Fight main stage. Uh, going to sit down with the two hosts of Talking Simpsons and talk about The Simpsons. Now, what's The Simpsons? Uh, it's a television show. Changed comedy. It's weird. Changed it comedy and TV forever. Doesn't seem like, th- I've, I mean, given he literally murdered two people. Oh, gosh. You're thinking of O.J. Simpson and he was acquitted, Jesse. <laughs> okay. Need I remind you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be on Judge John Hodgman on January 16th at 7.30 p.m. at the Castro. Also, if you're here in Southern California, 
I am doing a live put this on sale with some other buddies uh, who sell vintage stuff and records and things like that. It will be uh, in Lincoln Heights in Los Angeles on Sunday, December 15th. It's going to be a good old time. It's at 2613 Pasadena Avenue in Lincoln Heights, which uh, one day will be the new headquarters of MaximumFun.org once we do some work. In the meantime, it will be an industrial chic barren brick building. (laughs) Uh, But free parking and uh, we'll have lots of gift items for men and women and, uh, as I said, records and Lots of cool vintage, and uh, it's going to be a great, great time. I'm going to be there with uh, Spencer, the Put This On Shop Man. Uh, I, I think I think you should come by. I think we're we're going to run from uh, eleven to four over there at uh, twenty six thirteen Pasadena Avenue in Los Angeles. And of course, PutThisOnShop.com. You can use the code Tuppies for free shipping if you're doing some Christmas shopping. Jordan, I also want to mention, yes. uh, recently on the program, I mentioned uh, the memorial fund for my uh, friend Evan, who uh, passed away recently. And uh, I just wanted to thank, first of all, I, I got so many lovely communications from, uh, from Jordan Jesse Go listeners who, uh, some folks who knew Evan, uh, some folks who had lost, also lost someone to overdose. Uh, folks who just uh, wanted to say something nice about a, a guy who seemed like a good guy, which Evan certainly was. Um, and lots and lots and lots of folks uh, donated to his uh, memorial fund, which ended up raising. I haven't gotten the final total, but it's over twenty thousand dollars for uh, uh, the homeless, homeless youth alliance who do direct services for. Um, for homeless youth in San Francisco, including uh, including helping uh, get people who are uh, suffering from addiction into treatment and into uh, uh, recovery programs, uh, which is really cool. And I think that twenty thousand dollars, like it's really got a shot to alter the course of a few lives, so that people can have long, healthy lives. So I'm really, really grateful for that. And I also, you know, Evans. Evan's parents were also really touched by everyone's uh, generosity. I know they, they reached out to me, and they actually ended up matching Maximum Fund's uh, contribution to HYA. So um, that was a that was a big part of it. But literally hundreds of uh, friends and family of Evans and listeners of our shows contributed to that fund. And so thanks to everybody. And uh, you, if you you can absolutely still. Uh, support them at MaximumFun.org slash Evan um, uh, or just donate directly to the Homeless Youth Alliance and, and mention that it goes to Evan's fund. I, I'm like, I'm so, it has really made a big difference for me in, the, in a sh- shitty thing that happened to uh, a guy I cared about that um, we were able to turn it into some momentum to help some young people. So thank you, everybody. That's all. We'll talk to you in just a second when we return on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Ted Leo. Ted's short for Theodore, not Edward. Yeah. And wow. I'm That's Amy Mann. I uh, what so? 
We are both. These people are too cool for our show. That's we the problem no, that's going on here. We have no nicknames. Yeah. I feel like other people are supposed to give you your nicknames. Amy is literally sitting there in a black turtleneck judging us. <laughs> that's what's happening right now. I'm, I'm judging you positively about your ability to nickname yourself. Thank, Thank you. Thank we you. have just been using the same ones for 13 years. <laughs> so yeah. to be fair, if, if, if asked to come up with a new one on the spot, I would have a hard time. Yeah. So you're fine. Uh, Jordan, we've got some holiday quandaries. We sure do. And we have some holiday experts here to help us solve them. Uh, Brian's got some telephone calls. We've got some that have been written in on uh, Reddit and Twitter and so on and so forth. So uh, why don't we start with a call? Let's do. Hey, this is Robin. Um, I'm calling with a holiday conundrum. I work at a coffee shop and uh, we're doing a secret Santa, which I'm participating in. But there's also going to be, like, a Christmas party in late December, which I don't want to go to, but I'm kind of concerned that I should anyway to, I don't know, preserve relationships or something. But, so, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking for people to tell me it's okay for me to just not go for no reason other than that I don't want to. Anyway, thanks. Love the show. Bye. Robin. Robin. Uh, so their question is, do they have to attend their office Christmas party? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are participating in the Secret Santa. That's already. Yeah. So know, they're showing some holiday cheer. Yeah. But the Secret Santa is probably taking place at the Christmas party. In my book, that's even more of an excuse for you to not be there. Really? <laughs> yeah, you're sending a thing to the party. In oh, your, in your... so that's, oh, sure. That's standing. That's your proxy. Yeah. The desk, the wall, ca- the far side desk calendar. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. the sorry, I can't be there. Twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the video cassette uh, series of uh, all things great and small. <laughs> I also so, have it on video, by the way. I have it on both DVD and VHS. Well, you got to get those Blu-rays now. I know. Or there's other laser discs. Yeah, I got to get it on video disc. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> UMD, so you can watch on your PSP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got the impression the Secret Santa was separate. I got that I impression did too. Well. So I mean, I think if I'm remembering my kind of office holiday celebrations, Amy, I think you're right. I think traditionally the gift swap thing happens like after lunch, hmm. and then the office Christmas party is like a little more of a of just kind of a boozy mingle, you know. I would say this. Yeah. This is my feeling. I feel like Robin is not obligated to go to the holiday party. Mm-hmm. However, I think it would be nice if Robin made an appearance. Yeah. I don't yeah. I think I don't think you have to put too much weight on it, but if you show up, even if you show up for 20 minutes and then yeah. you say gosh, I got to go to dinner, uh I think that would be your, that would totally satisfy it and you would get points for contributing to the esprit de corps. Everybody knows there's a million parties that people have to go to. Uh, yeah, I, I say what, what, what I usually do is I'm the first to get there, which is a, you know, it's like a populates the uh, the bare room. So right, it's yeah. a boon to the host. The host appreciates but, it. But mm-hmm. then you're the first to leave. And nobody yeah. minds. Right. Like you leave as soon as everybody else gets there. I do want, I, I agree. And I think that that's actually great advice and the right the best way to play it. But I also – I just want to say that, you know, especially if we're talking about all adults here, like don't don't give somebody a hard time for not wanting to come to, to your party. Sure. Holiday oh, party yeah. or not, you know. I you work together fair, all fair. year. Like be – grow your relationship over that time if, if someone can't come to a party. Yeah. yeah. I agree. 
I agree entirely. Okay, here is a question from uh, GW Steve forty three. What holiday dessert can I make to impress everyone at my holiday party? You know what I like uh, round the holidays. Those little I... silver balls on cookies. That you're not <laughs> sure. God, are they food? Yeah. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a. Uh, an ongoing debate on the show. Mm. Are those food, and what are they? You know what I do? I just fill mugs with those and then pour eggnog on top. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And silver bullet. Yep. Sure. Then you... <laughs> All right. Yay. Yes. It has a name. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if you're out there, uh, we want to see you on Twitter taking shots of the silver bullet. So <laughs> Please don't die. Fill up a pint glass with eggnog, drop in a shot glass full of those little balls. <laughs> Um, yes, and also don't die. And also don't drink a pint of eggnog. No, do it. Drink the it's pint. Very baby. caloric. Extremely caloric. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what I think is fun, kind of as a post-Thanksgiving thing? A cobbler or a crumble. Oh, yeah. That a cobbler or a crumble. Impressive. What about a grunt or a buckle? Oh, oh, I, oh wow. What are those? Oh <laughs> Variations. Variations on cobbler. And One nice. of those maybe has a biscuit topping. You have, you have oh, multiple yeah, sure. names for a cobbler. <laughs> a grunt or a buckle. I'll, oh, my God. I'll just have a little grunt. I'm on a diet. I'm trying to remain in a state of ketosis, but I can have a little grumble. I think it would be nice if it was a red fruit crumble or like a like a cranberry or a cherry sure that's a great those are great crumble Something like that. i think because i think that will capture the holiday spirit better than like a peach yeah. sure what yeah, you know, it, tra- hey. it travels well it's just yeah. you just you right. know load some into a you know ramekin easy mm-hmm. to serve <laughs> yeah. depending on what kind yeah. of serving utensils are on hand can i just say plastic spoon plastic done. spoon i love a nice nog I know it's come up on this program before. Love a nog. I'm 100% pro-nog. I don't even Mm. drink. I just drink straight nog. Mm -hmm. Mm Non-alcoholic nog. Yeah. My only only thing about the nog is you got to either get like an ultra-premium nog or make the nog because Mm. uh, it's sort of like – when you go, no matter what brand you buy at not, the grocery you're not store, old New England. It's just, <laughs> it's just not. It's like, it's like slightly spiced cream. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't actually have anything right. going on. Because you can just get a Kroger nog for I the mean, same price as you can, like a, a pint of milk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You could just it's, chug ava- it. it's available. God, I'd love to just like ride around town on a bicycle drinking Kroger nog out of the jug. <laughs> just the... wiping my mouth That'll off of the thing. back of my hand. In your woolen pants. Yes. Yeah. There's not a lot of alcoholics that drink just nog, but I feel like this, <laughs> this could be your thing. Right. I'm a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk for about six months, six weeks out of the year just... when the Kroger nog is available. I like the idea that that nog is like, you know, like I just, as a non-drinker, I go to a bar. I'll usually order like a, like a club soda with a dash of bitters or something yeah. like that. I like the idea that it that my drink at bars as a non-drinker is just straight nog, freshly made nog. Just can you can you just pour me a nog? I'm sorry, I don't drink. Do, could you could you just pour me a nog? Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to whisk the egg well. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Make it's sure. May. Yeah. And I'm like, could you just pour me a nog? Yeah. 
It's like a nice nod. I can see it as a year-round drink. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like I feel like your, you know, your your Portland's or your Silver Lakes could have some sort of year-round Christmas yeah, bar. Nog bar. It seems like I Don't think... give your arteries a chance to recover. <laughs> For me, Nog, I and, I and I love Nog. I like I genuinely love Nog, but like uh it's sort of like like Popeyes in that it's like twice a year or I would come to hate. It. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a special it's a special thing for a special time. A special special person. I'd like a gin- by the pants. way. My answer to this question is not nog uh because a lot of people hate nog. Uh <laughs> so you're going to alienate a lot of people. That's my been my experience. My answer to this is uh a chewy gingerbread cookie mm. uh in a variety of interesting shapes. Yeah, inter- yeah, the shapes the shapes will get you. Shapes are big. Yes, yeah, I got to go with the shapes. I mean, the crumble's a great idea, but you do, but then you do have to serve it in something. Sure. Yeah, this, you know, yes, yeah, stars, gingerbread men, uh, rhombus, de- decorated all or oh, sorts rhombus. of sure. parallelograms. Christmas rhombus. Sure, Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they say Jesus was the first rhombus. Yeah. You get the visual of the shape that conveys yeah. the holiday thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of actually something we're kind of already talking about, but just to, to, to bridge to another question. Uh, Drop in Stitch on Reddit asks, what's the best winter cocktail? Mm. A twist on the hot toddy? My to... wife loves a hot toddy. <laughs> I like a hot toddy. Toddy rules. I toddy like is toddy. so good. I, I had my first toddy of the year last weekend and uh, I'm still thinking about it. Mm. Do you guys put uh, anything into your hot toddy besides hot water and uh, bourbon or whiskey? Yeah. Do you uh, put a little sugar or you put a little lemon or something? Lemon or like agave. You know, I'm vegan, so I don't do honey, but like agave, you know. That kind yeah. of thing. We, yeah. ha- we had a chai spiced oh. uh, apple cider that was that fantastic. Was, that was oh, really yeah. good. Bring that on. It's on the Hugo's uh, holiday menu for for you, Angelinos. Sure, yeah. I love, I love. That was great. I love a hot cider. You will love it even more with a chai spice. Mm. I believe you. I believe you a thousand percent. This is your drink. Can I, I... I, have you, you step know, aside, Nog? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nog, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what, how do you feel about the like the mulled wine or the mulled, you know, non wine? Yeah, it always thing. sounds better than it tastes. Yeah. It's it's fun. It has yeah. a high fun factor. I would mm. say I like any. I like it. Yeah, it's a, a vat. It's a crock it's a pot. Yeah, something you exactly. can kind of make in a crock pot, and I like when it's there, and I like having a sip of it. But it is a glass of a headache. It is yeah. just. A, yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, hot wine headache. Yeah, hot wine. Yeah, that hot mm-hmm. wine headache. It does. As a non-drinker, I have to heartily endorse it for making the whole room smell nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's underrated. Quality. Underrated quality yeah. in a mixed drink. I'm going to bring you <laughs> yeah. back to chai, uh, chai spiced apple cider, though. That's yeah. going to do the same thing. Was yeah, that a cocktail fair. or was that just a? Nope. That wasn't. But you put some rum in it, and you've got a sure. sweet thing going. A little brandy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hey, hey, hot apple cider. You've got a sweet thing going. <laughs> sweet thing going. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. Is it cool again yet to mention that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Oh, God. Everybody does that. Yeah. I'm focused here's on The that. Apartment being too. a Christmas movie right now. <laughs> sure. I've only seen Die, Die Hard one time in my life. Way, way, way late in the game. Like, within the last three years, I saw it for the first time. It's it's not only – I mean, I don't even care about the question. Was, there's, like, some uh, cursory mention of Christmas. Obviously, that doesn't make it a Christmas it's not, you know, doesn't have a real holiday feel. But the question in the debate, I think, is is already 
if I have seen this debate a hundred times, everybody <laughs> sure. has seen it a hundred times. There's a yeah. So I mean, this this we have a we have a history with this question on the show. Do you? Because mm-hmm. I think I was, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit of a I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit. This is a little bit of a you know. I saw him when they were playing little clubs instead of big arenas. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. I think I was first to be annoyed by the Die Hard as a Christmas movie okay. dialogue. You were, you were annoyed by Die Hard as a Christmas movie back when the, when Die Hard was still in single A ball. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. In Temecula. Right. Yes. That is another way to put that. The Rancho <laughs> that is, Cucamonga that Quakes. Is certainly, certainly another way to put that. And I and and you know and I think it it. Because I think I – listen, in my circle of people, it includes a lot of pop culture opinion men Mm -hmm. who like to to loudly say a thing they've observed about something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's fun and I think that sometimes they're just trying to steal the focus in the room. Um, And I think Die Hard as a Christmas movie is one of these things that I feel like these sorts of men – said they were saying it like they had invented it. Right. They were yeah. saying it right. like they had come up with it. Right. When come in fact, up with just... your own thing to say loud in a room. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but not the Star Wars prequels are good. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll go back to... No. Not that. That's something else. Um, uh, there's some good moments in Revenge of the Seth. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so can I say... Can, I, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't mean to go down this rabbit hole. Let's I'm go down so, a rabbit hole. I'm Let's so glad it... to... Fi- I hate the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> And I'm so glad They're to finally bad. meet other people who feel the same way. Do you do you feel like you had a lot of Star Wars prequels defenders in your life? Not in my life, but just everywhere else. In gotcha. the world, it, the people yeah. do seem. Oh, let's not get off. It. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that I enjoyed some of the production design. Sure, there's some nice crafts. Yeah, yeah. there's some well designed crafts. I just want somebody to write a new story for one of them at one some point. Sure. Yeah. Two. Uh, sorry, I'm done. Two. Um. Two Christmas movies. Yeah. Or Christmas adjacent movies that I have seen recently that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned The Apartment, which I think is like one of the best comedies ever made. Mm-hmm. Sure. So funny, so amazing, so fantastic. Has is, a, is, is it funny? I find it very funny. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it has the, it has, it's mostly it's, about suicide, right? Yes, but in a funny way. That's one of the great things that's about it. That's true. It has to have funny parts. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like it's always on those like AFI, best comedies it's, ever. It's very funny suicide-wise. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's like, uh, well, I guess when he's making dinner, it's kind of funny. But yeah. then it's, anyway. It's a, it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's not a- tennis racket to strain the spaghetti. Yes, we've all seen that in every clip montage <laughs> ever played on every award show. <laughs> I watched it a few weeks ago. Anyway, and it's I a great was movie. reminded of how much I love it, and I, I got some really great laughs out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also recently, with my daughter, who was for some reason obsessed with it, I don't know why, watched Gremlins, the first Gremlins mm. movie. Oh, yeah, sure. A lot of Christmas stuff yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I had seen it when I was a kid, but I didn't really remember anything about it besides the Gremlins themselves. And uh, I really enjoyed it as an adult. Yeah, there's Gremlins a Gremlin with a Santa hat on it. Yeah. yeah. Really that, held up. That's solid. And that's my Santa. <laughs> right. That's my Santa. A lot of fun, goofy stuff. Yes. Uh, it's fun to watch the gremlins go do crazy things. Puppets are fun. Yeah. I have two questions about this. Please. What, what qualify? like, for example, MAME, you know, the the musical MAME? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I, I know it's a musical, yep. but I don't know anything it's about got it. The, it's got, a it's got the number, We Need a Little Christmas, which is- You don't need to yep. MAME explain. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently. Sure. Um, Ted's a real MAME lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but does that qualify as a Christmas m- 
Christmas movie, Christmas well, show. If a, Chris, if, it's, if a movie ends up with a pivotal plot point yeah. at Christmas, yeah. then yes. Okay. I think like for... a shop around the corner, same thing. It doesn't start yeah. out in Christmas, but it ends up, it's an, a giant arrow pointing towards Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. I think that like, for example, with those two movies that I described, like I think the apartment is, it's about both Christmas and New Year's, but it's about the reevaluations of one's life in the context of uh, family and community, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. or ersatz family because it's office family, but right. also romance, right? right. Uh, and uh, and I think I think if it has that that uh, if it has a, a Christmas theme in addition to a, a little bit of Christmas context, that that works for me. And then with uh, Gremlins, I think you know it's about the nature of gift giving and consumerism, where they go ape shit in the stores, and it's like uh, you know. It's it's capitalism run wild. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is why I mean, obviously, Christmas Carol aside, I think that most Dickens fits into this category because it deals with the same things. There's usually a Christmas scene. It's mm-hmm. usually you know, it's usually a time when they are exploring both you know, their sexuality, family, <laughs> family relationships, and you know the working conditions and you know consumerism, right. burgeoning consumerism and capitalism, etc. Almost any Dickens movie or book fits in for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would like to uh, to finish my my. Oh, I would like to Oh no, that's okay. Uh, hey, that's you know that's what these chat podcasts are all about. You you follow a thread and then you come back mm-hmm. and uh, there you go. And you Classic. continue to disappoint the audience who are looking for content. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so I think we 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 were early in to to complaining about Die Hard as a Christmas movie, but now I think everyone has caught on. Um, and now I think we are piling on the Die Hard as a Christmas movie people, and I don't think – I think that those people have given it up, but now we're like, oh, is it Die Hard as a Christmas movie, right? And I feel like I – can we just stop talking about it, period? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to not talk about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe once every few years we watch Die Hard. It's fun. Die Hard's great. The die, I, it's a good movie. It's set during Christmas. Let's all – let's not banish Die Hard from the canon – Yippee Kaye, motherfucker! <laughs> ho ho ho! I have a machine gun. These are great. It's a great movie. Ow, my feet hurt. Ow, my feet hurt because I'm walking on glass. Yeah. And finally, Ooh, ow, oh, oh, ow! And finally, the famous line. Hello, Urkel's dad. <laughs> uh, let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, um, Ted, and Amy. I have a holiday quandary for you, and it's more of a: Is this an ill-advised choice? So my husband and I were driving home from Thanksgiving, and we decided that it would be great to buy each other and all the members of my family that are going to be together for Christmas nuggies. Each one completely different and um, hopefully personalized to that person. Is this a stupid thing to do? And if so, is it the good kind of stupid or the stupid that we should rethink this? We haven't purchased any of them yet, but I can't guarantee what will happen by the time this call gets off share. Either way, uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Thanks. 
I mean, why not? It's 2006, right? Yeah. Wait, well, oh, so, oh, so I didn't hear what she's Snuggies. buying. Snuggies. Every, Snuggies. They're buying Snuggies, Snuggies for Snuggies everybody. are great. Snuggies. They're not a meme anymore, so go for it, I say. Yeah, I mean, I think, right. And I think I know what you're getting at, Ted, and like, there was a while where it's like, okay, well, you could earnestly purchase a Snuggie. You could be a ironic hipster who's like, look at this dumb fucking thing. But now we are so far past that that you can just appreciate the functionality that is the Snuggie. And it's a little the callback to that. To, to when they when it was all that thing it has a little bit of a humor, you know. Yeah. Do you own Do you own one yourself? I don't, but I I feel like I maybe used to, or I know I've I know I've been in a snuggie or two. Don't look at us as though we've been to your house <laughs> right. and tried you got, on you your know my various closet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, warming sure. items. I would love. I I don't think this is the worst idea. I especially like the idea of getting something monogrammed. Uh, it, I, I know that when you said that you were just that you were going to get a uh, individual one for each person, you just meant that Uncle Frank is getting a cowboy's snuggie. Sure, uh, you can get children's snuggies that are shaped. Here's one shaped like a shark, so it looks like the shark is eating you alive. Yeah, that's what? fucking dope. That's great uh, that's for nineteen ninety nine, which is awesome. Sounds like a good value. Um, I think it's a good idea because it's for the family. You're going to spend a couple of days together, immediately put on and use your Snuggie to establish that this is what this is just a thing that we're doing. We're going to have this thing in common. Maybe it gets thrown out after Christmas. Who cares? That's not your problem. But it'll be like a shared because uh, mostly you're going to sit around watching Die Hard. Right? Right, right. So <laughs> you need to be in that uh, that shark Snuggie. Yeah. I, agree. I will say that. I also like on the one hand, I'm, I think all of those are very valid reasons. I do think it's past its memeness, so you don't need to worry about that. I do think it's nice that everybody's doing the same thing together, and I do like the idea of individualizing it for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that wishes it was something good. Uh, yes, and so I might, yeah. I might offer, and it perhaps doesn't. Uh, I don't know what the budget range is for this gift exchange. I might offer flannel pajamas as an I, alternative. I think I agree with you. Something that you can actually use because a Snuggie is a big thing to transport in your luggage going home. And it you probably won't use it any other time. But the flannel pajamas, yes. I'm like, let's go to, or, La- let's go to Land's End. Let's go to VermontCountryStore.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get them monogrammed. I'm all about the monogramming part. I know that's something that I've grafted onto this. Sure. No, I like Just, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, a little crest on the pocket. Would love yeah. I want to push back a little bit just to say that, okay. you know, you, okay. you, you got to know your audience. Okay, you're a guest. So. We've, had, we've yeah. had a lot of friendly disagreements on yeah, the show, yeah. and I think I don't think anybody's mad. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, Not yet. Not we yet. know yeah. that you're full of shit. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> oh, God, get out. Christmas time. <laughs> There's worms in my eyes. (laughs) You have to know your audience. You have to know if your family is like a lot of people aren't pajama people. No. But there are like wrap a blanket around you people. Mm. Snuggies are, are, again, I don't have one. I honestly can't remember when I've been in one. But I know it was enjoyable. What about yeah. a robe? And I think that I think for no robe, everybody sure. buys robes. I have a mm. thousand robes. Don't get anybody a robe. Okay. Land of a thousand robes. Don't get... Are you are you sure that you don't just have what appears to be a robe lifestyle, and that that's why you're no, people, attracting robes? People give you robes. <laughs> yeah, you that's also have attracting ca- kimonos. <laughs> I could see people giving Amy Mann a lounge kimono. I do not have a kimono as a gift. That does not mean I just want one. Just out of your general sense of Los Angeles elegance. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I do not have a kimono. They're all fluffy, white, gigantic robes that I will never use. Yeah. Kimonos are very big, Ted, in the punk rock community. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, for... Everybody's always giving each other kimonos. Yeah. That was back in like 87. Yeah. <laughs> right. Back before everybody sold out. <laughs> yeah. Back before fucking Green Day ruined it. Fucking pop pump is bullshit. No kimonos. Thank you. Um, but I will say I don't know if a Snuggie and a flannel pajama are a comparable item. I think a, a Snuggie has a toss it on, toss it off, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, kind of functionality. A yeah. kind of like I'm on the couch, I just want to warm up a little bit, um, you know. And a pajama is something something else. You're not sleeping in a Snuggie. Right. I see them yeah. both both representing holiday coziness. Yeah, yeah. sure, I seasonal agree. coziness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think. But you I think if what? they're all if it, if you can get your entire family different snuggies to make it look like different animals are eating them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. then yeah. let's go snuggie. Yeah, let's do it. Everybody can have a different animal that's eating them. <laughs> um, I uh, I just want to say that um, we've had a lot of heat from this question, mm. a lot of crackling disagreement, okay. and um, I'm really proud of the work we've done on Jordan Jesse Go. But this will be our last episode. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we can recover from the great Snuggy pajama debate. No, I know it ripped it ripped the podcast asunder. Yeah, you got another one, Jordan? Uh, let's see, what do we got here? What do you, uh, Christmas song? We've covered it. What? Uh, oh, this is this, okay. This is actually one I've kind of been dealing with, so this will help me. Uh, in addition, uh, in addition to this listener, uh, whose name is Farte three seven four five three two eight. So. Thank you, Farte three seven four five three two eight, and I and I, I I couldn't be more in this headspace. So I think this is really good. I'm I'm anxious to hear what you guys uh, have to say. What's the best universally liked gift for someone when you don't actually know what they want? Flannel pajamas, not a goddamn snuggie. I'll tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I have this. I have a you know, I feel like I have like business contacts that mm. I would like to send a little gift to mm. and people that I don't know that well and it's like uh and it's, you know and it's not and it's, I don't have a lot of money to spend on these and it's like fuck what's not a Starbucks card and I yeah. think that's the zone I'm in now um any any thoughts any ideas photo of you in a snuggie <laughs> <laughs> just lounging on yeah I, mean, I think everyone would like that suitable for framing <laughs> make sure to you really hard though <laughs> Well, yes. Well, I mean, it's snuggy. Yeah. Foregone conclusion. I have yeah. two ways to think about this. None of them, which I mean, this is an impossible. I, I just don't even buy presents anymore because I'm so bad <laughs> at it. But the two ways to think of it are to give them something that sort of uh, speaks to an aspiration that they have. Mm-hmm. Like if they sort of secretly think of themselves as a musician, something that that speaks to that. Right. Um, or something that you are just really interested in, you know, even if it's like, I read this book and I loved it and I thought maybe you would. Because at least that's like, me- that is meaningful. Yeah. Even if they don't, because when I get presents like that, like even if I don't necessarily connect with a book, like I feel like I connect with the person mm-hmm. because they gave me a thing they were really into. Yeah, yeah they're, I, they're thinking great. about you. Yeah. What you might like. I mean, yeah. I'm with Amy and Ted on this. Uh, you should give people the Bible. <laughs> sure, Yes. <laughs> The only book, as far as I'm concerned. That's the word of God. Jordan. Sure, yeah. And that's the, it's the gift that yeah, keeps Art on Crumb's giving. illustrated biblical stories. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> to be sure. Be sure to offend everyone. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, try the, why don't you try the joy of sex, too? 
Is there yeah. a Joy of Sex 2? I think there is. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Well, well, I have to have read the Joy of Sex 1 to get it. <laughs> uh, uh, spoilers for Joy of Sex 2. Whoa, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I th- actually, this is something I've, I've, I've sent out a couple of these, and it's gone really well so far. Uh, this, I, this sounds like a, a fucking ad we would do. There's a website called The Sill that will mail you a nice little plant. Oh, and uh, that's gone over really good that's so cool. far. I've gotten a couple. They're they're really affordable. You can get pet friendly ones if you're you work at this website. Fucking sponsor us because I will talk it up. Uh, yeah, it's called the Cell. They mail you a little plant. I like um, that. That yeah. sounds fantastic. And it's yeah. about the price of a Starbucks yeah. card too. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. go get something in Muji. Well, Muji. Muji's fun. <laughs> always Muji. be tasteful. Always be tasteful. Always be reasonably little priced. Little pencils. I love you know, pencils little, and notebooks. Little that's my, pencils. That's my notebook. Is the yeah, is yeah. a Muji notebook. Oh, nice. I'll never forget. Some I, a British person once said to me, "Is that a Muji jumper?" <laughs> and I've never been able to. That's a hear very funny thing to say in a British accent. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I like is the uh, amalgamation of small things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like if there's four things in a little bag, it doesn't matter if they're four very cheap garbagey things. Yes. Okay. It's just fun to have. A bunch of stuff, and and you put it, and it shows that you put it together. Yeah, you know, yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter. So you can get really small and dumb. One time, my mom's friend Sam Sam Sternberg uh, gave me a gift that was four small things, and one of them was those kind of binoculars that fold up into a little flat, like a like a, like the size of a card case. Yeah, wow. and you press a little button, and they pop out. Yeah. into into a triangle shape, and then you can look around. So I would say probably that's good for business contact. Love well, it. hey, there's only four small things I need this holiday season: Genesis, Exodus, uh. Leviticus, <laughs> Deuteronomy. And, <laughs> oh, I skipped Deuteronomy. Right. I go right to Acts. Right. Big Acts fan over right. here. <laughs> Love their body spray. You've never, but that said, you have not read Deuteronomy until you've seen it with a lot of bodacious babies. Right. Yes. Women. Yes. Booties and yes. Yes. Women Wide with shoulders. Booties. Women with giant butts. Our crumb. We're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about our crumb. Yeah. Uh, we Not had... the regular actual Bible. <laughs> no, but, but who are we? Yeah. Who are we to? Uh... I haven't read it in the original Aramaic or whatever. Sure. Lot's wife could have been thick. Yeah. <laughs> There's something I know about Lot's wife. <laughs> I think we're coming up with a pretty good idea for a radical new translation of the Bible. <laughs> uh... Right. Check out the turd cutter on Lot's wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what character is saying that. Sounded kind of like the Bronx guy. Yeah, it's my second character. I'm back. T guy was here. That wasn't funny. Here I am. Whoa, nice dumper, Lot's wife. It's her name in the Bible. I don't think she has an actual name. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Well, have we done it? Have we solved the holidays? I think we pretty much solved the holidays. Yeah. Do you guys have any problems that you've been facing this holiday season? I know that you've been traveling all across town looking for outfits. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Trying to find a costume store open on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've got problems galore, but not many of them having to do with Christmas. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just general, yeah. year-round, perennial yeah. problems. What's your favorite Christmas song to sing, you two? Oh, yeah. Because mm. we asked you what your favorite one to listen to is. I do a, I'll, I'll Be Home for Christmas. I love that song. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. It is a nice pretty. song. Donkey song. Yeah. Donkey song. <laughs> it's bit, yeah. See, I could tell it has a lot of meaning for you. you know, I could. Yeah. No, you, you know, can really get into it. I got to say. It, Ham it up. It, for it, me, it's got to be Honky Tonk by Donkey Tonk. <laughs> sure. That's a Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the diehard of. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, if I can, I mean, this is, this is 
a little self-aggrandizing, but um, we wrote a Christmas song a number of years ago called uh, Nothing Left to Do. Nothing Left to Do, thank mm-hmm. you, um, that I pretty much only hear it when we play it at our Christmas shows, and I really like that song. I, I like it too. Yeah. yeah. I, think, you know, I think we did a good job of that It's one. another sad, somebody's yeah. not there, Yeah, somebody's alone. What happened? We're not really sure. How does a sad? How do you start writing a sad Christmas song? Like, where does the? We, I don't know. What's that you the or germ I have a of choice. the process? It's just, yeah, it's just what happens. I know exactly. Yeah. If you're sad, you... the songs are sad. Yeah. <laughs> My Christmas wish this year mm-hmm. is that this be the first year of the last eight years of my life. That I can have a Christmas tree in my house without my fucking kids pulling the ornaments and lights off of it and like throwing them around. Oh my mm. god! What kind that's of monsters a... are you raising? Human monsters. That's <laughs> I don't what think I've ever, happens when you have. I think I've ever thrown an ornament. My youngest is. Yeah, I respected. Two and a half. I respected uh, well, two, Christmas when I was the two a and a half. Yeah, does not really understand it. Yeah, an no. My, like my eight-year-old doesn't do this. She's, right. a, okay. she's a responsible adult. <laughs> I mean, she's drinking and driving the whole nine yards. <laughs> I agree. She's studying Picking to up be a doctor. Yeah. yeah, she's she's got nog in her. Where'd a you get this nog? I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> Riding your bike around, pounding your Kroger nog. <laughs> but having children necessitates both having a decorated Christmas tree, without yeah. which they cannot enjoy Christmas. Right. Yeah, and constantly being like, "Don't touch it." Right. Hands off the Christmas tree. Uh, because... Give tinsel because that can. No, oh, no, no, that would be that's a, a choking. Yeah. That's a choking hazard for everyone. Yeah, I've choked on tinsel a few yeah. times. I should stop trying to eat it. <laughs> but, so you're down to like just the old timey wooden ornaments and stringing popcorn on a right. stick. Oh yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, these are your solutions. Yeah, because I think the thing about a Christmas tree is like the kids can ruin it, but it can also the, the shit can hurt them. Yeah, yeah. it's mm. like glass and electricity. Yeah, also, spiky glass. Like hooks. Yeah. Hooks. I, yeah. I think maybe Christmas tree water is bad for dogs. Mm. I don't know. My dogs definitely want to drink it. Hmm. It's their nog. Yeah. Dog nog. <laughs> dog yeah. nog. Dog. Christmas tree pine water. water. Yeah, old, sure. old pine water. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan, Pour dog nog backwards is God gone. <laughs> that's I don't think it's any that's coincidence. True. That's true. That's the that's the final that's the final verse of Acts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As, right as revealed to the prophets by Puzzle Master Will Shorts. <laughs> yes, sure. By Puzzle Master Will Shorts. <laughs> we'll be back. Call it all back. Who cares? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. I've got a man. 
message for you. Hi, it's me, April Wolf, the host of Switchblade Sisters and co-writer of the new horror film, Black Christmas. And I'm Katie Walsh, film critic and occasional host of Switchblade Sisters. We're here to announce that for one episode, we will be doing something a little different. Much like Jeff Goldblum and David Cronenberg's The Fly, I will be going through a truly disturbing transformation. April will transform from the interviewer into the interviewee. I will be asking her all about her new film, Black Christmas, her writing process, and ongoing existential dread. But I will also be discussing John Carpenter's perfect masterpiece, Prince of Darkness. You guys seen any movies you like? So tune in to Switchblade Sisters for a one-of-a-kind episode with April Wolf and me, Katie Walsh. See you then. Only the corrupt I listen to now. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Hotpants Thorne. Jordan Morris Boy Detective. I'm Ted, not Edward Leo. <laughs> Uh, Amy Man, oh man, it's Shevitz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're in to, business. I had to do some... those nicknames. The great Amy Man is here, and Ted Leo. Uh, you also guys great. have a <laughs> podcast you. here on MaximumFun.org. Mm. Uh, Art of Process. Art of Process. Yes. Uh, who have been your fave guests recently? Let's say Emily Nussbaum. She was good. Came yeah. prepared. Yeah. With her many, like, actual process rules. Because that's what really fascinates me when people have their their sort of little, you know, internal rules they've hammered out and have never uttered out loud. Mm. But, you know, when somebody asks, you, they, they sort of realize, like, yes, I do. I do have, like, a list of things I try when I, you know, when I have writer's block. I Like, there are things that I... You know that I you know have to do like a checklist to see if I can get myself out of a out of a, a problem, a writing problem. I feel like there is no other way. Emily Emily Nussbaum is the TV critic for the New Yorker, and I feel like there is no other way to have that job than to be like that because mm-hmm. she will write in a given column about two or three shows. Often she's writing about a season or multiple seasons of those shows. And I know as somebody who, uh, you know, what I used to do a, a, a culture essay, a recommend, recommendation essay once a week on Bullseye, like you have to have more thing, many more things than you write about because otherwise you, you, you don't have a take on the other things. Yeah. Like she's not writing the kind of column where she just writes about what the new shows are. She's writing about things that she really has perspective on. Yeah. Uh, and things to say about. And, like, I I can't even – like, watching a movie and having a perspective on it seems hard to me. Yeah. Much less watching 14 hours of a season of television and then uh, – Just sitting them. down to watch the movie. Hmm. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I've I've fallen behind on uh, edits mm-hmm. recently, but there will be, a, like, a bit of a reboot after the holidays. And upcoming is uh, Scott Aukerman. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yes, he he's another great. person who I would encourage listeners of this show, if they're interested in Comedy Bang Bang or, or you know anything that, that Scott has done to— Probably our, our listeners don't aren't interested in Scott Ockerman, <laughs> No, no. Right? They are. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's two circles. There's no, no overlap right. in that right. Venn diagram. Yeah, just did. No, our listeners don't really like—I I did a, I, you know, I did some audience research, oh, really? Jordan, and the two things they said <laughs> they didn't like were uh, Scott Ackerman, Comedy Bang Bang— mm-hmm. 
and Wet Hot American Summer. They said they're just not interested in those things. Max Fun, Earwolf, and Ne'er the Twain Shall Meet. Worlds apart. Just different audiences. Just different audiences. He also, um, toward the end of our conversation, I I think it came out kind of organically, he delineated for himself um, some very specific rules for approaching a writing project. Yeah, for, for writing a story. Yeah. That, and yeah, well, he said that he had come across these right. rules and I, and I made him go through the rules. <laughs> that's right, that's like, right. Tell that's me what, what the rules are right now. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Th- that'll be hopefully helpful and, and interesting. If I could just throw one more out there. Please. A while back, we interviewed um, our friend Eli Addy, who has been a television writer out here for a while on House and The West Wing and, and things. But before that, he was a speechwriter for politicians for uh, people like uh, former New York Mayor David Dinkins and Senator Dick Gephardt, uh, Al Gore. And it was fascinating for me to to hear someone who who did that for a living talk about, you know, how with each of these different these different people, you get into their cadence and their head and you help them craft what they want to say. And then you actually write it, you know. Yeah, the, where them. the art form is to get into somebody else's head. Yeah. I, I'm, that's... To me, that was really interesting. But I mean, you know, it's like that. That's that's applicable to what you know. If we're writing from the point of view of a character, absolutely, or yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I would imagine, particularly if you're writing for Dick Gephardt or Al Gore, you have the challenge of communicating a message while removing all personality from that <laughs> message at all, <laughs> replacing it with bland blondness. <laughs> Or bland technocraticness. I think there I probably no were like a opinions. few. There probably were a few like discussions about this is a little too fiery. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. not a thing I would say. This yeah. is or this is not a way I would say it. I'd love to hear he, like a first draft of a speech he wrote for Dick Gephardt, where uh, maybe getting too deep into Dick Gephardt I know. material <laughs> here, but like where it's like a grand, eloquent like a barn burner, and Dick Gephardt is Dick Gephardt is delivering it in his like. Uh, in his Missourian or Missourian, Missourian think, yeah. yeah, Missourian congressman style of like, yes, I like unions. That's <laughs> pretty much his message. Uh, and hey, in addition to downloading the podcast, which uh, all listening can and should do, yeah. uh, this comes out on Tuesday. If you're uh, in Southern California, you can catch the holiday show at Largo. Oh, great. Uh, I'm oh. going to be there on Wednesday night. So say what's so up if weeks. you come. Uh, yeah. I heard our friend Lisa Loeb maybe is going to be there. Did I see that yep. on the? Yeah, that's true. She's yeah. our special guest. There's and there's Wednesday. There's two shows: uh, seven forty, seven thirty, and then nine forty-five. Nine, yeah, no, yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. At the, they're there at the Largo. <laughs> We've got it's our guests be a, are it's be a hell of a uh, show. our guests for all shows are Paul F. Tompkins and Lisa Loeb and the Sklar Brothers. Oh, great, uh, Julie Sweeney and Julie Sweeney. That's hey, right. Yeah. all right. And then we have special musical, different special musical guests each night. Tuesday night is uh, Open Mike Eagle. No, right. Oh, and yeah. Wednesday night are the Milk Carton Kids. Awesome. I don't know who they are. They're fantastic. But I yep. suspect that they're great, they're great. if they're on this uh, yep. fucking killer lineup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you ever think to yourself, Am I a success in show business? Have I done what I came here to do? And then you remember that you could email Lisa Loeb and you're like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I've made it. Yeah. Time to walk into the ocean. <laughs> yep. Boop. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> See you assholes later. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, the Art of Process is the name of the podcast. Uh, you can go see them at uh, Largo. 
Amy Mann and Ted Leo have been our guests. What a joy it's been to have you on the program. Thank, Thank you for solving you. all Thank of you. our holiday problems. Yeah, Happy was... holidays. Yes, yeah. we solved everything. We know, <laughs> we know it all. Yeah. So. America is great again. <laughs> so, if you, so if you're out there and you still have holiday problems, maybe you're the problem. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> that good point. That is our message. You've got a glitch. Fucking bro. (laughs) Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Uh, You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.reddit.com. Hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. Uh, We're on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. Uh, We will see you at SF Sketch Fest in January. Sure will. Uh, Brian, is this this is this this week's episode right? Well, I will see you at the Put This on Holiday Sale here in Los Angeles on Sunday the 15th. Uh, We love you all very much, and goodbye. Season of
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.